Hi, and welcome to this episode of I've Got This Kid. I'm your host, Sharina Williams, licensed speech and language pathologist, homeschooling mom of two, wife of one, and proud podcaster. We kicked off the New Year's right last week talking brain and gut. How does diet impact thinking, learning, and doing? And I went on a rant and a rampage, but I hope after listening to that episode that you guys got charged up and really thinking about what's going into the body, how that goes to the brain, and how that brain then sends off those messages. And if we don't get the right stuff in our gut, then our brain may not perform at its best. And I want you to know, world changers, it is so important for us to tackle these topics because as world changers, as new parents, we get so much advice. There's so much advice out there and no one ever takes the time to simply ask why or to tell why. Why should I do this? Why is this important? What makes this good for me, for my sugar? Is this even a fit for me and my sugar? Does this even apply to me and my sugar? And that is why I'm here to tackle these taboo subjects or untouched subjects in a way and give a why, because why? With education, we can make informed decisions and make choices and make changes and do what's best for our family or even think about if the things that we're doing are fit for our family. So today we're gonna get straight into things. I'm gonna tackle things head on and a little bit differently because today I'm gonna be talking about navigating health insurance. Let's talk access to services because OMG, I've been in practice since 2011. I went private in 2013 when my son was born because I just wanted to balance my time a little bit differently. I want to have more time to see him and be with him. And especially when he smelled like cookies, so cute and little. And it was so important for us as a, as a family to understand the insurance that we had. But I quickly learned as a private practitioner that insurance can be a make or break thing. And oftentimes, I mean, you either know it or you don't. And I've seen so many families get defeated and deflated because understanding insurance in this country is like understanding a third language. Like in some cases, you will do better learning Spanish first, learning French first, go ahead and learn Mandarin and Cantonese first and then come back and try to learn the insurance system in English. And good luck to you because it is insane. Every insurance is different. Every insurance has different rules. Every insurance says they they do all of these things and every insurance has different offerings and how this stuff is interpreted is different. For you world changers out there who've had healthy uh, gestations and births and everything has been like wonderful, no real issues, only have to go for your wellness visit, for your immunity and, and getting your, excuse immunity, your immunizations. Like, man, thumbs up because you probably haven't had to deal with a lot. It's not until something a little bit more involved comes into place and you have to have a little bit more of a working relationship with your insurance that you find out Woo! This can be quite the thing. And so I'm going to try to put us in the know as much as possible and maybe just to get the conversation started for us to be thinking about the insurance that we have, how to approach it, what can like just let's just have the conversation. Um again, I started 
off as a private practitioner in 2013. And I did not know what I was getting into when I was um, a clinician working for a hospital, a medical center. It was all done for me. I didn't have to think about it. Matter of fact, we had people on our team who spent their their career understanding insurance and making sure that authorizations went through and that bills were paid and that everything was done. And I so, so took their job for granted just because I didn't know. I didn't know. Nobody told me this stuff. They don't talk about this in grad school. Nobody tells you this stuff. They tell you how to be a good clinician. They don't tell you how to navigate insurance if you want to go private. And let me tell you something. Woo. So I, I found out easily and quickly early on that Insurance will say that they cover services. And when I mean cover services, I'm not talking about a visit to your pediatrician. I'm talking about allied health services, speech and language pathology, physical therapy, occupational therapy, psychiatry, all of those other areas that we know, you know, there's language and literature that our insurance has, but it's not necessarily defined what that means. And so I quickly found out that it ain't all created equal and that the language is insane. And I mean insane to the point to where they'll say, speech therapy, we cover that. If you had a brain injury or a stroke, (laughs) not if you have an expressive language disorder or a language disorder, or I love this one. They will say, we cover speech therapy and we'll say, okay, well, we suspect that this little sugar may have additional diagnosis such as like autism or something like that. Was it congenital? Was this something that that you guys knew about when they were born? Nobody knows that research hasn't caught up to that yet. I'm, man, I'm going to high five the researcher who is able to know or find out congenitally, just like they do with Down syndrome and other diagnosis, if they can do that with autism as well while the mother is pregnant, because then insurance can no longer say we don't cover that. So it's things like that that I ran into over and over and over again. And so it puts world changers in a position to where they either have to pay out of pocket or after the age of three, rely on their local education agency to cover these services, not even knowing that local education agencies, typically their job is only to make sure your sugar is able to be educated that they're able to get them through the school district, but they're not really working on the other things that come along with that. Being educated is only one small part of life. There's so many other areas, the pragmatics, the interactions, can you get through the day, the functional living stuff that they don't necessarily work on and they're not mandated to, that's not their job. And so it puts us in a sticky situation because then the medical insurance will say, well, you have to go through your school district. And then the educational institution will say, well, no, we don't do that. You have to go through your insurance and it can become daunting. Now you see what I mean, right? And so now you become like the dog chasing your own tail because you're just trying to, all you want is your services and and what's right by your child. And they will try to make it feel like you're seeking out something over the top by asking for services unless, unless you're able to navigate. How do we navigate these things? We navigate by understanding the processes, understanding what we are purchasing, right? Think about when you go to the mall and you're looking at a new pair of running shoes or a new pair of walking shoes. And most people first look at, is this attractive? 
in Assurance's case, can I afford this? And then you look at how does it feel? What does it offer? Same thing with your insurance. Like, okay, well, what's the customer service like? And what is, what's going to be offered in this, this package that I'm putting my money into? And then you make the purchase based on whatever it is that fits your family's needs. You make the purchase just like you'd make the shoe purchase, right? Right, right. So what happens is while it says in the layperson's print that these things are there, we have to ask deeper questions because denying access to insurance coverage is the equivalent of denying freedom to allow citizens to optimally experience life. It's the same thing. If you're not getting access to services that can change the quality of life because the literature in your insurance says they will not or cannot, then they are taking away the ability for your sugar to optimally experience life because they're not even having the chance to try and make progress, right? And so we have to learn how this insurance and understanding this insurance can easily become a full-time job. But I want you to keep some things in mind. After I went on my rant, and I know I just went off on a rant about my experience with insurance, and you can see I'm still frustrated, and I still tackle it today, and I work on it, and I have a person who works on it because it's a real thing. And for one, I believe all sugars should have access to services. And two, every world changer should be tooled up and understand how to navigate these systems in order to get what they need. You're not a crazy person for wanting your child to have services to get better. You're not crazy for that. So I want I want to debunk that, all right? So one, understand what you're signing up for. Please world changers, please. Don't just read the pretty print and the pretty pamphlet. Don't just read that. I need you to go deeper and read the finer print. Now with our smartphones and our technology, you can even highlight the literature if you don't want to read it all and have it speak and, and it'll read it for you. I do it all the time now. My friend taught me about that. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is life changing. So you can have it read to you what's in that fine print. What are you signing up for? When they say they cover these services, does that mean there's a copay involved? If there's a copay involved, is it a copay that you can pay for weekly? Can you afford this weekly, right? Do you have to pay so much into the insurance up to a certain amount before even getting any kind of services, any additional services, right? Know what you're getting. Know what you're signing up for. Know the ins and outs. Get it in writing. If it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. If it's not in writing, ask specific questions. Call, ask specific questions. After you're done reading the, the packet, not the pamphlet, the packet or listening to it, Call them and ask and be friendly. Don't be mean to these people. Remember, they're trying to you're trying to get help from them. So it doesn't it doesn't help going in there frustrated. But ask them questions, real questions. Have your questions written down, all of them. If they try to rush you off the phone, no, thank you. I'm not done yet. Hold on. You're providing me a service. So I need you to stick with me and answer these questions. And so this is like the fine line between being aggressive but polite at the same time to get what you need to know. This is your sugar's life and their services on the line, right? If your insurance offers an HSA account, please do it. HSA, it's health savings account. And that's when you take money from your paycheck before taxes. So it's pre-taxed and you put it into this account and you can use it 
for different insurance. Excuse me. You can pay into your insurance so you can get different services. And these different services will allow you to have a voice to choose the provider that you want. In a lot of cases, they allow you to even choose out of network. Again, read your literature and see what your insurance agency allows and doesn't allow because most of them will allow you if you have a health savings account, money that you've sewn into to go outside of network and to find providers that's a fit for you because sometimes they have providers who are within the network. And that means these are companies that don't necessarily work at the hospital, but they're offsite small businesses. Like my office is a provider who takes insurances, different insurances. It just depends on the insurance. And so you can either go on their list or you can find somebody who's off the list. And I kind of toggle on both. So use that health savings account so you can find providers, especially if different services aren't being offered within that insurance to where you can get it and you can justify it. And they'll pay for it using that health savings account. It usually comes in a little credit card and they pay it and you go from there. If your employer doesn't have a big coverage option, they don't have a lot of coverages, ask them if they can expand it. Have an intelligent conversation with them about why and what would be the purpose of expanding and having different insurance offerings and the benefits, how it would benefit them, the company, and honestly, the employees, because happy employees, happy happy companies. And so you want to make sure that both of these things are in place. But even bringing this up and just asking for an expansion of offerings may make a difference. This is so crucial. Becoming an ally with your sugar's pediatrician. Asking them their experiences with different insurances. Because while they have a caseload, these caseloads that come along, these different families that they see have different insurances. I would ask them straight out, you know what? I have this insurance. What are your thoughts about working with this company based on like getting services and getting, you know, my sugar's needs met? How did they work with you? How easy are they for reimbursement and for access and things like that? Help me along the way so we can maximize sugar's potential and make sure that they're getting the things that they need. Pediatricians are really smart people. And so they will be able to like give you additional information. And honestly, most pediatricians have hearts of gold and they want to help. They want to make sure that their patients are getting what they need in order to thrive. And so they will try to advocate on your behalf and help as much as they can. So definitely don't leave them out. Ask them. And most importantly, most importantly, world changers, do not give up. This is your sugar. You're going to have to fight. Like insurance is a tricky, tricky beast. But remember, with every denial, every denial, it brings you closer to a yes. And so as you continue to understand the insurances and understand these processes and how to navigate through and getting the additional services that you need, it'll make it so much easier for you to be able to say, okay, this is how far I've gotten, but this is what I need to get to. And this is why I need to get to it. So don't feel like you're an island. You're not alone in this. Just keep fighting. Because remember, because the difference between your sugar having access is the difference for them to be able to have progress, more progress in their speech and language goals progress in their occupational therapy goals, more progress in everything in order to have a fully functional life. And not just from one aspect, from the educational side of things, because there's so much focus there now, but also to be able to live 
a full and complete life. This stuff is so important and we don't want to hinder progress, especially during the birth to three years where we know, where we know that all these things, the foundation to what's going to happen for the rest of their life is happening during this time. And so as much as we can, we want to put in the things that they need in order to fulfill meeting the gaps and milestones. But we also want to undo the things, the behavioral things, the sticky things that are happening within the home and within the community that can be changed as much as possible. And while these schools, they often do provide services, their ultimate job world changers is to ensure that your sugar has access to education curriculum that is appropriate for them to learn and navigate through different school subjects. And again, that leaves many other developmental areas out. And so I want you guys to be keeping this in mind as we go through this process of just understanding insurance, because I'm telling you, at 10 years of being a speech and language pathologist, I still feel like I'm barely scratching the surface for just navigating and understanding how to work with and work through insurance to make sure that every sugar who comes through my door can get the services that the family wants and that they need and to just continue to push forward. And so I want you guys to keep that in mind. And that wraps up today's episode. It is so much of a gift to be able to share this information with you all. I don't take it for granted. I don't take it for granted at all because sharing my personal frustrations and my personal experiences, it's only going to push us closer to progress because then we can start asking those tricky questions that don't necessarily get asked. And sometimes we just feel like we're the only one out there who's dealing with this. And you're not the only one out there, world changer. There is a community of you guys out there who are navigating these same things. So please do not hesitate to reach out with any questions about this episode or any past episodes. I can be reached at questions at I've got this kid.com. And remember, there's no such thing as a silly question, simply an unanswered question. You can follow me on social media for event followings, weekly wisdom, advice, and just thought-provoking information that pushes us all to progress. I'd love to see you there. Next week, we're going to discuss functional living. Are these goals working for us? This episode is for my families and fellow clinicians to reflect on goals because goals, it can be OMG. But in a good way, y'all, in a good way, right? That's our map for progress. So I have a lot of great information and stuff that's gonna make us all go, hmm. So make sure to tune in. And if you haven't done it already, like, share, and subscribe, you guys, because guess what? We're better together as a community. So until the next time, world changers, take care.